So I want to tell you about one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Well, it's not really so guilty. Beauty Bar Chocolate is an amazing, amazing chocolate bar actually created by one of our show guests, Candice. And it's basically been created to be a way to enjoy chocolate without all the guilt. Beauty Bar Chocolate is sugar-free. It's created with adaptogens and even pearl collagen, which gives you this amazing natural spa glow. It's made with 83% raw chocolate, and it's actually created to relieve stress, fight fatigue, and balance hormones. It's keto and paleo friendly. And let me tell you what, I have to have a little bar every night before I go to bed. It's the greatest. I love that it has collagen in it. I love that it incorporates pearl. And it's something that I absolutely cannot live without. So go ahead and check out beautybarchocolate.com. And while you're checking out, use discount code under the influence for 10% off. That's under the influence at checkout. And enjoy and get your beauty on with Beauty Bar Chocolate. podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. I am here with Alexandra Catalano. Oh, Catalano? I love that. So you're Italian, yeah. but you bought, you are also this amazing creator of Eat Cute. You're a wellness architect. Yes. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's, that's it. And you've been doing this for how many years again? Technically I started six years ago and it really was something that I was just kind of doing on the side for fun as like a hobby. And it kind of over the years transitioned into a full-time career. That's amazing. So, okay. So let's start at the beginning. How did you come up with EQ? How did you come up with the terminology wellness architect and what started all this? Yes. So to answer the last part, what started <laughs> when I was going to college, I was actually going to pursue a career as an opera singer. Wow. Yes. Okay. I did that, you know, Italian opera singing. Yes. Like, oh, piecing together, right? So <laughs> started there. And, you know, for me, college was my very first time away from home. And I unfortunately fell into a lot of unhealthy eating habits and lifestyle habits, like a lot of college students do. You know, no sleep, no water, lots of coffee, beer, pizza, all the things. Oh, all the things. All the things. I had in and out at 2 a.m. Oh, okay. every so night we, in college. Yeah, we had a similar <laughs> journey. <laughs> and so for me, it really, because I had grown up, my parents are both Italian, and we grew up with a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. We had a garden, we, everything we ate was local. And so it really affected me. And when I got to college, I just, this lifestyle resulted in me losing my voice. And it was really upsetting, and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. I just kept, I kept hoarse all the time. I wasn't feeling good. I was kind of depressed. And also at that point, I think this is something a lot of girls struggle with, and now they're talking about it more. But at the time, I had an eating disorder where... I was always on a bad diet or mm. I was restricting myself or binge eating or throwing up or all of those things. And so it was a really dark time. But 
when I graduated from college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I started reading all these books about holistic nutrition, nutrition which was new to me because at the time I was reading magazines on how to be healthy. <laughs> I was like, oh, Glamour's telling me. The yeah. Truth. I didn't realize that there were, you know, other motives at hand. But when I when I started learning about food and how I learned to heal my body, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to yeah. tell people about this. <laughs> so I eventually enrolled in integrative nutrition and went to school there, learned how to be a health coach. And then from there, on the side, had some clients, wrote a book. I did write a book for college students. Wow. Yeah, it's called From Beer Bombs to Broccoli, the college <laughs> Wait, that's the best title thank I've ever heard. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, be, from, what'd you, wait, Beer Bong to Broccoli? From Beer Bombs to Broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I wrote that, and from there, you know, I was kind of doing it on the side, and then, you know, this young man sitting next to me, you can't see, because it's a podcast, but my boyfriend... <laughs> was like you need to do this full time just take the leap and I jumped and it became a career and I absolutely love it and love that. why I created the term wellness architect is you know I don't I think you'll agree with me there is not one way to be healthy I think there's a lot of different tools out there and I think for me what I love about my job is I get to be like an architect and design a diet that is designed specifically for you I love that so much and I think it's so interesting to hear you say architect because people don't usually use that word alongside a wellness. Yeah. So, so, you know, you were doing this and I mean, I love the fact that you wrote a book, but also too, tell me about how this change really impacted your life for the better. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times if you <laughs> eat unhealthily or you don't eat, maybe you eat a lot of processed foods or a lot of caffeine, you don't realize there's a way to feel good. You don't realize yeah. like feeling crummy is normal. Like, you know, I was like, Oh, you don't always, feel bloated after you eat or you're not supposed to have headaches every day. And when I got on the other side of that, I, I've never felt better. And what I loved about it a lot, especially as someone who came from an, an arts background is, man, you know, my voice all of a sudden came back and I, I felt like a better performer, a better singer. And now I just sing in the shower as my boyfriend <laughs> or, or karaoke. But, but, you know, I, I was like, you know, it's so cool because I think it's important to teach people how to eat so we can all go into the world and be better people and the best versions of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been doing this for six years. You've cultivated this following. You've written a book. Yeah. How, tell me about how you built this brand. Cause <laughs> I, I'm always interested, you know, as a marketer and I think our audience is too on where you started, what, what strategies you employed you know, how you got to where you're at now? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something I'm still learning. Like I just, it's so interesting because, you know, Instagram is relatively new. It yeah. wasn't a, and, and I think you'll agree with me. It's become almost like a job resume now where that people are more concerned. You know, I've given a TED, I've given two TEDx talks, but uh, no one cares. <laughs> you know, they, they know, but not in a bad way, but what, what sparks people is, you know, Instagram and, and mm -hmm. what that looks like and, and, and all of that. And the first mistake that I made was, you know, my pictures were really crummy. I didn't invest in anything. And I think, God, for me, people ask me if I have a professional camera. I don't, I use uh, my iPhone eight plus for everything. <laughs> and it's been such a wonderful tool for me because I'm able to put really nice, beautiful content and kind of tell, you know, it's like storytelling, you're yeah. telling a story. And for me, it's been cool. Like my website, you know, I think that, God, if you saw the first website, it was like, oh, <laughs> uh, so bad. But, you know, I, I built my own website on Squarespace mm. and 
it's evolved. It's, you know, I think yeah. of a website and my Instagram is like a living, breathing thing. It's like mm-hmm. a person. It's like, just because it started one way, you know, it's, it's growing, it's having a life, it's living, it's yeah. learning. So it's, it's been an adventure in that way. But, you know, with Eat Cute, my whole life, you guys can't see, very short. I'm da- my legs are dangling right now. I'm four <laughs> foot 11. I, uh, my whole life, oh, just move it. <laughs> my, whole, my whole life, everyone's always been, um, like, oh my God, you're so cute. And maybe not in the most complimentary way. Like, right. oh, you don't know, like she's just too cute. She's too little. She doesn't get it. Oh. And yeah, it was kind of yucky. And I was always like, you know what? I'm 33. I'm an adult. Like, <laughs> so my uh-huh. way of handling that was, um, you know, instead of fighting, it was like, yeah, okay. Eat cute. That's my brand. It's me. It's, it's how I see the world. And, and I just tried to, I think that's the thing that I would give in terms of marketing as a tip is, you know, being authentic and really celebrating who you are, I think is the best because people can always tell when it's, when it's real. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, that's, that's her. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something cool. My favorite thing to do is go on Instagram and see a picture and think like, Oh, who is this? Like you can always some influencers have a Instagram or photos that you just tell like, Oh, this, you know, their voice is so clear. Their photos are so clear. And it's just, it's, it's them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think too, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think content's always key, right? Mm-hmm. You know, really setting up your brand for success, really showcasing, you know, the different photos of the recipes, all that kind of fun stuff. And then also too, like you said, I mean, having your website and your Instagram is almost your digital billboard and something that is living and breathing and something that is marketing for you, I feel like is also key. I mean, I hand built all of our websites. It's beautiful. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks. It took a lot of time and (laughs) I'm still like, it's, I'm still not super stoked on the way it turned out, but I think that's how we are when we build something. We're just always our harshest critic, but I love that. And I think that's amazing. And I love how you have built this community and how you've been touching base. So tell me like, you know, what's your biggest tip for somebody that wants to go off and start a brand? Yes. One of the things that I think is really important is to write a mission statement first. Okay. Because what, you know, if you are, like, what is it that you're trying to do? Like, what is it that you want to create? What is the community? What is that? I think it's so important. Like, for me, one of the things that I don't, start from thing that I didn't like, but I feel like in wellness, sometimes it feels very exclusive. It feels very expensive. It feels... Like, you know, if you don't have Lululemon, can you do yoga? I don't, you know, and yeah. I'd like to say the answer is no. And so for me, when I created my brand, it was really important for me to to create a community where there was lots of free advice, where there was lots of affordable advice. You know, I'd love to make recipes that people can open up the cabinet and make it that day where they don't have to kind of, you know, sure, there's fun ingredients every now and then. And I love that. That's another fun part of the job. But like, I just, I'm like, yeah, you got broccoli. Let's make something, like, you know, like just really simple things. And that to me, I think having a mission statement and, and what do you believe in, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Like kind of the main driver behind what this brand is all about. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great place to start. I don't really hear people say that very often. Oh, really? I was like, oh, yeah, like, no. So okay. what is your, do you have a mission statement then? My, that wasn't a mission statement per se for me when I first started, but for me, I was coming from a place of college was important to me specifically. And I thought I want affordable stuff. You know, I felt like a lot of the answers to the problems that I had were really expensive and I thought there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So tell me a little bit about how, you know, you influence your community. I always like to kind of talk about how, you know, there's all these big brands and we have this influencer movement and we're talking to large masses of people 
And that's kind of a heavy thing if you think about it, right? Like there should be a little bit of social responsibility that we're talking about and discussing. So, I mean, tell me about the ways in which you see your brand impacting your audience or influencing your audience. Uh, my goal, <laughs> my goal is just to provide a place for us to all share ideas. Like I always tell people, you know, on my Instagrams, a lot of my stories, sometimes I'll give advice, but sometimes I'll ask for advice too. I want to create an open dialogue where we're just all sharing. And I think that's, what's really cool uh, about women as well is that, you know, I think we, t- we help each other out. We all love, did you, be- have you been to this place? Oh, you should try it. Like we love sharing advice. Yeah. And I think creating a space where you can share and also be in a place where I think there is that power where it's like, I have to have all the answers and be perfect. And I think mm. what I think has been most helpful is like when I'm not perfect, when I make mistakes and people like in a good way where I'm show my myself. Yeah. I mean, that authenticity, I love that you said that you want an open discussion Yeah, because I think that's what's probably helps everybody out. I mean, being able to connect with anyone now via the internet and have instant access all the time, I feel like is so crucial. It, you know, it's crucial to make sure that you're, you're serving these people well, or you're giving them a platform to communicate with you and, and being authentic and having that transparency. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me about how you feel like brands could be doing this better. In what ways can they be a better influencer upon their community? Like, like bigger brands or mm-hmm. just anybody? Um, I, both. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Uh, for me, I feel like, how could they be doing it better? You know, it just, it, Instagram can feel sometimes a little salesy. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, maybe let's say you're a, a skin brand or something, you know, yeah, it's great to show the product, but I would love to see the other sides of it. Like, oh, have you made this tea that goes really well with the product? Or like, <laughs> I just, I think giving lots of free advice and opening it up to a conversation, uh, I think is always the best because there's more than one way to do things. And I think it just makes it feel more personal. And I think that's the goal It's like everybody's experience is different. Everyone comes from different backgrounds and different things. And I just think giving people a more personalized experience, I think is important because people want to feel seen and heard. Yeah. And I want to totally dive into our next question because it also says on your website that you're a motivational speaker. Yes. So tell us about that because I can already kind of hear it coming out in the way that you talk, but tell us, I mean, how did you get, what made you want to become a motivational speaker and how did you even go down that path? You know, for me, when I started, because I came from a background where college was so important to me, that's who I wanted to speak to specifically. College students. College students. So I will travel all over the United States speaking to college students and that's kind of how I got started, Yeah. which I love. And from there... You know, I got an opportunity to give a TEDx talk, which was awesome. I That's was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I love that. And it was interesting because during this time when I was eating healthy and I didn't know I was going to make a career out of it, I was doing a lot of improv comedy. Really? Yes. Okay. So you're like a performer. Well, you know. Opera, <laughs> motivational speaking. He's nodding his yeah, head. Yeah. Yes. He's like, yeah. So you're a performer, but I love that. And I'm, okay. So from comedy, keep going. Well, I, I just loved i for me I, I swear when it comes if anyone out there wants to do motivational speaking i think taking an improv class or a stand-up class is so important and what that's taught me is is my favorite speakers uh, make it a conversation they're not just talking at you mm-hmm. it's you know they're looking at the audience and they're feeding off of them and 
it's just this back and forth. And I didn't realize that, but improv taught me that, which is why I just absolutely love motivational speaking because it's a conversation. It's just a conversation with like, you know, 50 to 100 people. <laughs> just a casual yeah. conversation. So what led you, I mean, like what, what topics do you speak on? You know, how do you like to motivate people? Obviously you want to talk about the health and wellness, but what else are you doing to help motivate your audience? Yeah, I mean, I primarily do speak on health and wellness, especially because I my main audience is college students. But for me, health and wellness is everything. And I, you you know, <laughs> not just the food you eat, it's lifestyle, it's, you know, your relationships, the sleep quality that you're getting, the things that we're putting on our bodies topically, as well as that we're eating. Yeah. Uh, how do you spend your time? How do you manage your stress? All of those things. And it's, I think they really it's having the whole package or at least trying to do the whole package or having tools, I think is really helpful. I love that. So can we dive into maybe some of your tips and tricks for how to really create this wellness life and be a wellness architect and really set your life up for success? Yes. So let's start with eating. I also too, I I would love for you to drop like your three favorite recipes and we'll start with the food. Okay. My favorite topic. Well, yes, uh, as an Italian woman, I agree. It's the most important topic. <laughs> For me, one of the things that I, I always tell people is when you go grocery shopping, sure, have a list. It definitely helps. But then I say, give yourself an opportunity to go off the list because a lot of times I'll go and we all go into the store and we buy the same stuff over and over again. And we're missing things that are maybe in season, like the other day I went to Whole Foods and the strawberries were in season oh, yeah. and, you know, I was drawn to them because I, you know, they had this incredible smell and they were in season and they were beautiful and they were fresh. And from there I went home and I thought, God, what can I make with these? Oh, you know what? I'm going to make um, popsicles where I'm going to blend coconut milk and strawberries and make coconut popsicles. Oh my I'm, gosh. No, it's fun. But yeah. you let the things that are in season inspire what you're going to cook in the kitchen. I think you know, yeah. look, it's hard because we're busy, but I think having that thing where I'm like, oh, what's what's fresh? How am I going to let that inspire my meals as opposed to just like, these are the foods that I eat all the time. Well, it's kind of a more fun way of looking at it, right? Like it's a little bit more adventurous. It gives you a little bit more uh, a variety option to like be creative and inspire that creativity. So I love that. Okay, good. What about meal like prepping? Are you like a fan of that? Tell me about that. It really depends upon the person. Some people are very, you know, regimented and having that in place feels great. Other people, they go, oh my God, no, I can't be in the kitchen for five hours on a Sunday. I won't, I won't. Uh Um, Me. Yeah. And I'm like that too. But for me, you know, it's just looking at your day and just being like, all right, well, I know tonight I'll get home at five. So I'll probably go take a bath. Well, you know, and while I do that, I'm going to stick all these vegetables in and grill them and then I'll keep them in my fridge. And then I'll have them for the next couple of days. Just oh, carving, nice. looking at your schedule and looking where are the places that I can go in and, you know, make, make, or I'm already cooking dinner. I'm just going to make a little extra and I'll have some for lunch tomorrow and the next day. I like that. So you're almost incorporating, you know, that your time management and your schedule into a way that, you know, into your eating plan. Yeah. I think that, I think just cause yeah, cause for a lot of people, it feels like a lot. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll say to people is food storage, I think is huge. I think storing your food in a way where you see everything, because so many people just shove stuff in their fridge and it goes bad. And then they have to, I mean, God, I was just listening to a podcast, I can't think of which one, and they were talking about food waste and people are wasting, you know, so much money goes wasted on food that's not so properly much. stored. So 
you know, I say go out, put everything in glass containers where you can see it. So you have and organizing your fridge where everything's nice and clean, where you can see everything. So then that encourages you to be like, oh, well, the spinach is going to go bad. So I'm going to have this or I'm going <laughs> to use all these things. So then you have all these great ingredients to cook with. I love that. So what's like a good tip for somebody that's just starting out? Maybe they're like, I want to start this wellness journey. You know, I want to start getting more sleep at night, but how do, how do I assess what my body needs and where do I start? That's a great question. Uh, cause it's a lot. And I, I feel for people. Cause if you go on the internet and you're like, you know, it's overwhelming. Well, and cry. I feel yeah. like, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, right. We're constantly getting bombarded with, you have to have a morning routine. You have to have a nightly routine. You have to have a midday routine. You can't eat lunch at your desk. You can't do this, this, and this. And it's like, Holy shit. Like yeah. I, I, I can't even, I'm trying to run a business right now in a brand. You should I, probably just quit your job. And, I, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me make this my full-time gig. Yeah. But so tell us where to start. Yeah. It feels like a lot. So I always tell people when I work with them and it's really cool. Cause the way I design my business, I work with people virtually. So I get to work with people who live all over. So that's amazing. It's interesting too, because gosh, I mean, access is part of it. Not, you know, some people don't have I was working with a girl in Puerto Rico and she didn't have access to, you know, fresh water. So she had to drink out of water bottles, you know? Uh, wow. Yeah. So that's incredible. And I'm not going to shame her. I'm not going to be like, well, unless you have a hydro flask, you just can't. Yeah. People, you do the best with what you have. Right. But with that being said, I always tell everybody to write down a few goals. Okay. Uh, for, I always have people write down things that they're good at. I think that's important. Because gosh, especially women can go, I don't do this and I don't do that. And I'm terrible oh, at this. Yeah. We just get in this place where I'm just like, I'm a big work in progress. But yeah. I'm like, what are you good at? Well, I'm really good. I'm a good sleeper, but I eat garbage, <laughs> right? So yeah. then at least we know we got that. So I think make a list of a few things that you know that you're really proud of. You know, I have a really great meditation practice. Write those down and then write down a few, a few goals like, like like five like five okay I, see there we go see now we're <laughs> now we're cooking like five goals I think would be great like okay. I want to be better at hydration I want to uh, eat more vegetables okay and write down those goals and from there just hold yourself accountable like for people that want to be water I think is most people need to be better with that you know we right. should at least be drinking half our weight in ounces of water daily so what can you do you can get an app that reminds you to take sips of water every 30 minutes you can make fun water that you want to drink like I right now I've been using blood orange in my water and I oh. blend it a little bit of fresh basil and making all these fun water drinks oh my gosh I mean I will say when I make them for my dad, he does put vodka in them, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, dad, you can't stop it. He cannot be stopped. But we, what are ways that you can make a habit fun where you want to do it? Yeah. I think that would be a really nice place to start. I love that you have so much fun with what you do. I, I mean, love. from the creativity to like you said, like what cool ways and innovative ways can I get myself to be getting all the nutrients or all the necessities that I need? but still not hating my life. I think, I mean, the biggest thing I way, way back in the day, I dated a guy that only ate like brown rice and chicken and broccoli every single meal, every single day. And is that you? Do you, well, do you only eat chicken me, and broccoli? Well, he just eats the same food every day. And I'm like, how do you live this life? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know if I'd class myself, classify myself as a foodie, but San Diego has some of the best restaurants. I'm, I'm a huge fan of a cocktail. I'm a huge fan of some fun appetizers and stuff like that. 
And um, I recently got on with this amazing nutritionist out of San Diego. Her name's Lantai, and she is she basically is she created this meal prep company and it's a super superfood meal prep company. Oh wow, that's great. But she does everything that's locally like in season. Like, oh, that's great. And it's an it's unbelievable. Like she made us this like rockfish one day. Like I I haven't even had rockfish before, but it was incredible and it I love that. I love that adventure to it. I love that it's not the same thing over and over again. So I love that you're teaching that and teaching people how to do it. Thank you. And I think that's a fun thing. I always tell people when they go shop, always purchase one thing that's like not on your list that you've never tried. Oh, that's you know? fun. Yeah, it's great. And and I tell people, talk to the produce people because the produce people know. And we are so lucky that we became friends with our produce guy at Whole Foods. <laughs> and he's a chef. And so, oh wow. Yeah, and I'll say every time I go and I'm like, what do we try? Let's, what should I try that's new? So like a couple of weeks ago, we tried Romanesco, which is... People ask me if it's genetically modified. It's not. It's it's um it's a, it's kind of an in between between broccoli and cauliflower, and and it's got like a nutty taste. So I never would have tried it. It's so odd looking that I I is that the like geometrical yes. looking one? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have I, you had it? No, but no I've always one has. seen it. No, and it, it's one of those things you've always seen. You're like, eh. but I think picking one like. You know, it's almost like a how would you say? It's like a like a like a vegetable of the week or like something. Yeah. And you try it and you look up how to cook it. You know, we have we're so lucky that we live in an age where Pinterest exists because there's so many good recipes oh, on there. Yeah. Or if you go to a farmer's market, the farmers now talk to them. Hey, what is this? How do I make it? And try it. And I love that. and I think that that makes food fun. And I will tell people this: even if you're eating healthy foods, eating the same foods all the time is like going to the gym and just doing the same workout. Your body wow. needs variety, and so give it different you know, vitamins and minerals through different foods and, and stuff that's in season, I think is so much fun. That's amazing. I love that. So tell me, you know, you work with these clients, yes. you do everything, you know, kind of coaching and viral teaching and things like that. So how are virtual, not viral? How, how <laughs> do you, ass- yeah, <laughs> you know, you're getting there. Viral coaching, yeah. yeah. So how do you assess their needs? Like, you know, are you, do you help them with like, for example, like, you know, hormone imbalances right now are a huge trending topic, you know, adaptogens and, you know, incorporating adaptogens into your daily lifestyle and things like that. How do you assess what they need? I kind of, we talk about their goals. And for me, what I like to do is see the habits that they have in place and think, okay, okay. So you have this habit where you like to drink, you know, two big diet Cokes, you know, first Mm. thing in the morning. Okay. So we have a habit of you drinking, but maybe we enhance, how do we enhance the habit? You know? So I think that that's important because then we go, okay, well, you already have a habit for this, but how do we make it healthier? Okay. You like ice cream at three o'clock. Okay. Let's find a healthy ice cream that you can make at home. That's like ice cream, but it's not. And it has all these great nutrients in it. So just kind of looking at that, I think is great or finding ways to create new habits because, you know, creating a habit does take time and, and, trying to build that in, I think is important. So that's kind of what I focus on with people. I really like that you substitute something that maybe is like, you know, a habit. Actually, my mom was like that person. My mom loves Dr. Pepper. It's completely addicted to it. I can't stand sodas, (laughs) but I, I, I noticed that for her, that was something that was so incredibly hard to completely cut out of her life or quit cold Turkey. 
So I like that idea of substitution. And I like that you like you try to find something that works with them. I think that I think that helps because it's a nice place to start. But for me, a lot of my clients and the thing that I kind of focus on a lot is sugar. And so for me, mm. that has been fun coming up with. For me, it's been fun. For them, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> coming up with substitutions, you know. And well, find- and there's sugar in everything. I mean, yeah. so tell okay, tell us about that. How did you even come across that? What? The gentleman sitting next to me. He is a big fan of Vinnie Tortridge. Is that how you say it? Tortridge. And he does a diet that's no sugar, no grains. And I think it's something that I, when I was going through health, you know, we get excited. I'm vegan. I'm paleo. But Mm -hmm. then you buy all the treats and a lot of them have a lot of sugar in them. Mm. And unfortunately, sugar is sugar, you know, whether it's coconut sugar or sucrose or fructose or whatever it is, it's still sugar. And I think we're just consuming too much of it. Yeah. So we gave up sugar maybe four years ago, refined sugar. So the sugar that I consume is monk fruit or I'll do um, fruit in its whole form. Okay. And I just love coming up with recipes that uh, use those things. It's it's so much fun. And a lot of people say like, ha, how do you do it? Is your life sad? No, it's awesome. <laughs> because for me, it really depends upon the person. But for me, I... I am not a one cookie girl. I'm the whole box kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, we should have ice cream with these cookies and make a sandwich. Like I do all the things. I love yes. that so much. So, you know, <laughs> did I go in hard? <laughs> so for me, finding ways to make desserts that took the guilt out of it, because that, that's, you know, the last, the last portion, the last portion of my life. That sounds dramatic. <laughs> As an adult, what's been really fun is not having guilt after I eat. I feel great after every meal. I don't feel sick. I don't feel guilty. And for for me, that yeah. just changed my life, especially since I had such a bad relationship with food. Yeah. So for a lot of people being like, oh, I had a sweet potato brownie, you know, feels great. But I will tell you, if you're giving up sugar, not fun. Uh, uh-huh. It's very addictive. They gave rats the option of cocaine and sugar and the rats show sugar. That shows you. Wow. Yeah, it's very addictive. That's insane. Yeah. So a lot of people, when you give up sugar, you feel really crappy. Um, because you go through such a low it's like you're detoxifying from a drug so you know that takes time to get over so I always tell people just give yourself permission to get over that but what's been really awesome and really fun is and Corey I think you'll agree with me when you give up sugar and you taste real fruits and vegetables like I have berries I'm like oh my god they're so sweet (laughs) he's really treating themselves today like to me taste incredible in a way that I didn't appreciate a long time ago. Yeah, absolutely. Corey, do you agree with that? I, I was just thinking about everything that she makes, like uh, frozen bananas. She makes that into ice cream, and Ooh. so that's really good. And she, we take a protein powder now, and uh, she she has a nut uh, m- milk oh, I know uh, maker, about. and so the pulp of that she makes into pancakes with the protein. Shut so up. So all of these oh. things, sweet potato brownies. She's always like pow pow, and I'm like, I will be your taste. <laughs> So he's over here just loving it because he's like, if it tastes good, I don't care what it's made out of. Smoothies, like, ooh. Yeah, the greatest. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, okay, so tell me to, you know, I I do want you to drop some recipe knowledge on us in a second. But, you know, there are so many diets. You brought up keto, or maybe you didn't bring up keto, but you brought up paleo, gluten-free. There's now this keto diet that's insane. There's, you know, the fiber diet that's been trending for a little bit now. How do you go about picking out a diet that fits your lifestyle or how do you know which one is going to work for you? I always tell people whatever diet is trendy, 
I think ultimately at the end of the day, uh, the best diet is one that is food in its whole form that doesn't have an ingredients list, uh, that is locally sourced ideally. I love that you keep talking about locally yeah, sourced. I, I think it's so important. I think if you're going to have, and look, some people, and I think uh, hopefully this will change at some point and it's, I think it's getting better, but you know, I don't, healthy food shouldn't cost that much. I, yeah. I'm so sad that a, a, an apple, an organic apple costs more than maybe a bar or something in McDonald's. Yeah. But I always tell people, if you can, if you're going to eat fish, eat the best fish, eat wild caught. If you're going to have vegetables, have organic. I think we get into trouble sometimes where it's like, and I get so angry yeah. when I go to uh, like Expo West or all these events and there's just so much packaged food and there's just a lot of additives. And look, I'm not going to tell you, there are some foods and brands that I really love that, you know, yeah, I have a protein powder that's in a package, but it has very few ingredients and is very right. high quality. So just really exploring fruits, vegetables. I think that's what most people should be eating anyway. If you eat meat, which we do, you know, we do small amounts, but right. high quality stuff. I, qual I like that. I like that. And I think that's, a. I mean, it's from the ground, right? Like you said, if you're in, I like that you said, if you're going to eat something, eat the best of it. You can. If you can. And I always, I always say this as well, but I'm a paleo person. I eat paleo. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting to not commit to one diet in the sense that, you know, the things that were for me in my twenties didn't necessarily work for me in my thirties. Yeah. And my days change like, okay, today you and I are sitting in this most beautiful office with this freaking view. You're so sweet. So beautiful. <laughs> and okay. So maybe I'm more sedentary today. So maybe I want lighter things. And then there's other days where I want heavier things or some days I'm really craving meat and other days I want just vegetables. So I think just really trying to, I know it sounds hippy dippy, but really what do I, what do I craving? What do I kind of feel like? No, I think is important yeah. instead of being like, I'm a paleo person. I will only eat these things. I think listening yeah. to your body is so key though. I mean, that's something too, where I, you know, I feel like I'm, I wish I had more of a routine with my meals and I really actively try to. And I think a lot of times I use that awful excuse where I blame it on my job and my lifestyle of my job. But I, at the end of the day, you know, I can, I am very intuitive with how I feel. Hey, you know, I'm starting to feel tired or my eyes are starting to feel dry. I haven't had any water. I need to be drinking more water yeah. or same thing with, you know, I just am feeling very like bloated or my stomach's upset. I feel like maybe I want to crave some bone broth right now and drink, oh. you know, and have bone broth or have a soup for dinner. So I, I like that because I think that's key. And I think ultimately, if you listen to what your body's telling you, that's going to be amazing. I think, you know, one of the things I, I got a little frustrated with my dad recently because he was on this huge keto diet kick. Yeah. All our parents were on the You know, and I totally understand, but he also has super high cholesterol and him eating bacon and avocado and cheese for every freaking meal. I'm like, Jim Eckes, no, like yeah. this is, this is harsh on your body. Yeah. You know, and I understand the effects maybe trump the feeling at first, but it just seems, I, I totally agree with you. I like the idea of being intuitive and listening and being in tune with your body. Yeah, I think so too. And I think anytime there's those fad diets like Atkins, you know, yeah. I just think people just go off the rails and it's like, well, I'm going to eat a brick of cheese. And I'm like, maybe not. Like, you and know, it totally is like the that. The bulk of your plate, whatever you're eating, whatever your diet is, should be vegetables, lots of vegetables, lots of greens, lots of living things. And yeah, then maybe small amounts of meat. But yeah, if you're going to be eating a whole pig, then yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Hey, if you feel great, do it. But I wouldn't. So. So I love that. And I want to, I know we're talking a lot about wellness and I do, I do typically ask a lot more oh, different questions, okay. 
But I like this because okay. I, I, I'm even interested in this. And I think right now it's such a trending topic to understand what you're eating and to be knowledgeable about your food and your intake and all those things like that is just, it's knowledgeable right now and people want to do it. So how do you go about with like ingredients? Like tell me some ingredients, things that you look at when you go to buy a packaged product. Yes. So when I do buy a packaged product, I don't really look at the, what is the word? Like the nutrition thing up top with yeah. the percentages. I just go right to the ingredients list. Okay. And I just look through them. And ideally you want four, no more than four. Like I try to you keep You want it, four. Okay. Well, not specifically four, but I just, if you see a long list, even if they are, you know, even times with protein powders, you'll see like a huge list, like, mm-hmm. and they're all good ingredients, but I think, you know, sometimes we have sensitivities to things or our body doesn't respond well. And it becomes really hard to figure out what's kind of triggering us if there's like a huge list. So I like brands that have small ingredients, always stuff you can pronounce. If there's weird things, you're like, I don't know what that word is. Like I would avoid it. You know, if there's like chili flakes, I know what that is. Sure. Great. Pepper. Sure. Seen it. Garlic. (laughs) Things that you know, but if Uh there's ingredients that you can't pronounce, I always avoid it. I always look for sugar. So that can be tricky because there are 61 names for sugar. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. I know. But anything typically with OSE at the end, dextrose, fructose, sucrose, those tend to be the sugar ones. Okay. But that for me, that's a nice place to start. I always like to see something is organic because for Mm -hmm. me, if you can afford it, if you can't, there's a company called Brandless and everything is $3 on their website. I heard of Brandless. Yes. And they are all organic. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. So it's like a nice budget-friendly way to shop organic. Yes. I love that. I recently became a fan of, um, have you heard of Imperfect Produce? Yeah, I got their stuff. Oh, it's so it's fun. Great. It's great. And I love the ethos behind that brand mm-hmm. because, you know, we throw away so many fruits and vegetables in this country because they're not perfectly shaped or they're yeah. not the right inches. And it's a huge food waste. So it's a I huge think it's a great waste. thing that you're doing and I'm doing to make the world I better. I love yeah. it. And I love, I think too, that was something, again, like, for somebody that, you know, was on this meal plan and I'm not making enough time to go grocery shopping on a Sunday or things like that, having that box delivered, this is a total plug for them. Um, (laughs) um, you know, it was nice and they would give you all like the seasonal items. And it was like, it was just a nice little surprise at the end of my day. Great too, because from the comfort of your home or wherever you're on it, you can you know, you're not a supermarket and you're tired, you're carrying the bags. You can just sit there and click and be like, oh, screw it. I'll try blood orange just today. Like, you yeah. know, it gives you more opportunity to, opportunity to be experimental. I love that so much. That's amazing. So, okay. Tell me your top three favorite things to make. Ooh, okay. My top, I'm looking at my boyfriend, like, what do I feed you? I don't know. The sweet <laughs> potato brownies have me, yeah. have my ears perked. <laughs> yeah, sweet potato brownies I love to do, especially during when they're in season and in the in the winter because they are root vegetable but that one's really easy with just sweet potatoes unsweetened rock cow powder mm. um i think i do an egg in there but if you don't do egg you can do flax to kind of help emulsify keep it together yeah. or nut butter and you know what's cool my recipes always change based off of you know what's on what's local what's on you know is whole foods yeah. having a sale what you know what's kind of inspiring me one of my new favorite things this is like, oh that's a recipe i fell in love with walnut oil Ooh. And most people haven't tried it, but no. walnuts are a great source of omega-3. I love the company that makes it. They're at Whole Foods. They're not expensive. It's like five bucks. Okay. And you put it with, uh, I like to blend it with a little bit of like fresh citrus. So I'll do maybe like a lemon and some cilantro. I'll make like a walnut dressing and throw Ooh. in some fresh strawberries and put them in a blender and blend them. 
And that's like, that's like a salad dressing. Yeah. I love making homemade salad dressings. I Can you cook with, wal- sorry, go ahead. I wouldn't cook with walnut oil because it's, it's, it's a, it's, I think you would damage the oil if you were to heat it. But okay. It's raw, it's been, it's such a beautiful oil to cook with. That's amazing. Yeah. And okay. I've been putting it in my boyfriend's salad and don't tell him, you know, I'd love everything to do. <laughs> like, I, I love hiding food, like just, you know, mm-hmm. put some adaptogen in this tea and just, eh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to tell them. No. Uh, just hide it. Yeah, no. like a dog. Same like thing in the yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, right? It's in there. You don't know. <laughs> like your hormones need to be balanced. But I love making uh, dressings. I think that's really nice to kind of have throughout the week. This is not, a, I'm not sponsored by these people, but I just love their brand. I think going through and just getting some nice appliances in your kitchen has been life-changing. So like, you know, having a good blender because I use it to make soups and dressings and desserts and all of those okay. things. Okay, I feel like we need to unpack that because yes. I love your vision on things. I like that you, you just do. talked about the high quality of your food. You're talking about how to make your kitchen space, you know, of high quality too, because then it inspires you to want to cook and want to, eat good things, right? Yeah. You have a shitty kitchen. You're not going to want to go in there and turn on the blender and make something up. No, it's, you know, having like, I, I was lucky enough that I was able to get a Vitamix. So that's amazing. It's a great blender and you <laughs> can make so many things with it. And, and honestly, it was something that I, I didn't want to spend the money on, but I'm so glad I did because it, it opened me to the opportunity to make all of these great foods and you're saving money eventually because then you're not going out you know, postmating stuff every day yeah. costs a lot of money or it does. going out to dinner costs a lot of money. So making stuff at home has been awesome and making it easy. Another thing that I got that I'm obsessed with is uh, there's a company called Almond Cow and it's a home, it's a nut milk maker. So you can make your own nut milk from scratch. But what I love about it is you can make, it really opens you up to creativity because you can make, like I make a pecan coconut milk. I make oh. walnut milk. I make pumpkin seed milk. So some people can't do nuts. So you can do seeds. And what's great is like Corey was saying, it, you have the leftover pulp, so then you can bake with it or you make a porridge out of it, which is so fun. Cause now you're making up stuff that doesn't even get sold in the store. Which, wow. <laughs> so much fun. That is insane that you're so creative. I, fun. yeah, I mean, this is amazing. And I, I'm so, I love hearing about it. Okay. So we started off with one recipe and I can't remember, but we started oh, talking about brownies. Sweet potato brownies. Okay. okay, that's one. What's the other? We did two? the strawberry cilantro walnut dressing salad. Oh, yum! Which has been a it's been a favorite. This one is not something that I coined, and a lot of people that are keto are doing it. But I like to make my own spin on it. Is a freezer fudge. I think for a lot of people, especially when you're giving up sweets, you know, yeah. especially if you're a woman, it hits you. It hits you when you don't know it's coming, and you're so like, hard. I need chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I like that recipe because it's so quick to make. You just need some nut butter. I do a coconut oil. I do unsweetened, unsweetened cacao powder, I think is great to have love it. in your pantry because it's a great source of magnesium. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and a lot of us, most of us are deficient in magnesium, which does so many things. It does over 300 biochemical functions in the body. Whoa. So it's kind of everything. So, I mean, what better excuse to have chocolate? <laughs> like, this is for my health. Uh, and I, I love doing that and making a fudge out of it. But what I always tell people is, you know, make things that you like. I think eating healthy, sometimes people think it's got to be this bland, boring experience where you're eating the same dumb, plain vegetables and meat all the time. And so I'm like, cool, experiment. Today we're making fudge and we're going to put a frozen raspberry in in the center of each one. And we're going to put cacao nibs, but tomorrow we're going to put coconut flakes. So I think really creating maybe something that's like, oh, this is a recipe I follow, but then I give myself permission to experiment with it. And I think that's the thing. We all have different taste buds 
So if you don't love a recipe, play with it. Don't give up on it yet. Just be like, oh, what happens if I add a little bit? Of, you know, I like things spicy. I'm going to make my version yeah. a little spicier. I love that. I love that you talk about how like when you like, for example, the fudge, you started with maybe like the raspberry and then the, the is it cacao or cacao? Oh, no, cacao? that's right. Cacao. Cacao. Okay. Because some people get cocoa, which is not the same It's thing. not the same thing. No. <laughs> okay. So the cacao nibs or whatever they're called, which are my favorite, by oh, the way, especially so when you put them in the fridge. Yeah. Amazing. I know. Treats. So good. But then you, you talk about how you kind of give all these things a little bit of variety. And I think that's so cool too. I mean, again, your creativity is clearly showing through on all of this. So that's amazing. It's fun. I love that. So that's awesome. And I love, you know, again, I love that we've just gone through so much. I think we could probably sit here and talk forever. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and move into some rapid fire. Oh, great. And that's my favorite part. Okay. So we're going to start off with your favorite Instagram stock. Oh, like, wait, Instagram stock is like someone like an like, account? Yeah. Like someone that you're just obsessed with on Instagram. Oh, someone obsessed with Instagram. I love, who do I love? I love, oh, Peter Crone, he doesn't post a ton, but he's just such an incredible source of information. He talks about, he actually calls himself a mind architect and he's amazing. So, a mind architect. Yeah. Okay. He's really interested in like the way we speak, especially the way we speak about ourselves. So like psychology a yes, little bit? Almost like that. But he really works with a lot of athletes and tries to get you to kind of rethink and reimagine the way we talk and think about ourselves and bring things into. Wait, I love that. Yes, so what's a- one of your favorite things that he's taught you? Yes, he's amazing. That's amazing. So what is like something that he's shown you or taught you that you are obsessed with? He says this thing where he says words are the wardrobe to the soul. And it made me, I love that. And he really made me think about how I say things and what I, what I'm projecting into the world. I think that's been pretty amazing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Things are good. Like I'm working like the universe is going, okay, she's working on it. She's not, you know, Mm -hmm. especially as women, I think sometimes we have to dim things down or we can't say I'm great. Yeah. (laughs) Or like I kick ass. Yeah. Yeah, Really stepping into our power, I think is so important. I love that. I know that I was actually, I have two stories. Well, not two stories, but one of the things I've been working about working on is kind of just like that optimism, right? Like it's not only practicing gratitude, but realizing like how far you've come, you know, look at, look at things in this kind of rose colored lens and being very thankful and happy and how that kind of can kind of totally tilt your perspective on everything. The other thing is too, I'm going to totally call her out, but Bianca, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about a plant that was like dying or something. And <laughs> she, she, she told me about this study where it's like, you talk negatively to plants and it affects them. And I mean, <laughs> I started dying laughing. I think I said, so I think I like pressed at one of them or something. I was like, Oh, I like this damn thing. And she's like, don't say that. She's like, it's not going to grow if you negatively. You have to like shield its, its leaves. So yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, but I mean, all that to say is that I, I totally believe that too. And you know, changing your outlook and even the way that you speak to yourself or about yourself. Yeah. It's powerful. It's really powerful. Yeah. I'm working on it. I think we all are, right? We're all trying to just give ourselves a pat on the back here and there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about your go-to self-love practice? I love going, this is like, I don't know if this answers it, but it's what my gut says. I love going for walks. Really? My boyfriend laughs. I make him take me for walks like I'm a dog. But <laughs> but it just oh. there's something about where I'm just like this. It just it disconnects me from my phone, which is so important because wow. you know you get when you own a business. 
I'm like, I got to answer this email right now. I have to get back to this person right now. Yeah. And when I go for walks, I'm just like, oh, there's a dog. And like, I, I connect <laughs> with the dog. And then I'm like, oh, a flower. And I connect with the flower. And I think that's like, it just brings me back to a place where I'm like, things are okay. You know? Oh, I love really that. Helps. I was actually, you know, it's so funny. Do you read the Daily Stoic? No. By Ryan, by Ryan Holiday. It's so it's sto stoicism, stoicism, stoicism. Oh, yeah. And, um, but it's based off all these philosophers and it's essentially almost like a daily kind of like meditational and it gives you a little something to read, but one, of, but it's all these quotes from all these amazing philosophers. And you need to do that. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm sorry. There's like a random fly in the office. <laughs> he wants to connect with, uh, I, with my nose apparently. <laughs> and one of the things that they were saying was in, in every time of your life to take a walk. And then it referenced every philosopher and how walking stimulates your creativity. It helps you to break through things. It helps you to get grounded with the earth. Like you were saying, like the flowers or, you know, feeling the air on your face or moving and, and you know, energy begets energy and things like that. So I, that's amazing. That's, that's a great cool. self-love practice. Uh, Beethoven used to write all of his music, music, that's not a word. He used to write all <laughs> of his music on walks uh, and then would go to the piano when he got back from the walk. And that's when he did you know, he would write no it way. But most of the music was written when he walked. So what? I didn't know that. Yeah, Beethoven and I share that. <laughs> <laughs> you and Beethoven, man. Get it, girl. Yeah. Get it. All right. Your go-to cocktail or mocktail? Ooh, I love tequila. At a girl. I love tequila. It's just the college girl within me. Uh, there's a company I love them. We, Corey and I, um, went down to see them. They're called Angeleska Tequila, okay. and they're amazing. They're a lot of tequilas. I didn't know this have filler and stuff, so they are a really clean brand of tequila. What do you mean by filler? Like they the agave like, or the sweetener? They add coloring to it to make it look more aged. They add other ingredients to it. No, but hey, do do what you can. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you can. Yeah, do what you can. <laughs> okay. But I love tequila with like fresh grapefruit and rosemary. That's that's like oh, I bet game. you make a killer margarita, I girl. I don't know. I think it's just too much tequila. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for a healthy glass. But for me, you know, I just love going into my herb garden and just pulling something. If I don't kill them, I should probably talk nicer to my plants because I've been murdering them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just fresh herbs in my cocktails is always a delightful treat. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, what about your favorite reality TV show? <laughs> Do you watch TV? <laughs> Good for I you. Watch, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. What about like your favorite guilty pleasure show? Guilty pleasure. What do I like? The Dodo. Oh, it's on a show. I love watching my guilty pleasures going on. Do you guys know the Dodo? No, what's the oh, Dodo? It's like a web Is it a website? It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a website, but it's like a Facebook page, and they just have all kinds of animal rescue videos. Yeah. It's bad because sometimes I'm like crying, like we need to take this away. But sometimes they're always happy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just yeah. That's like the sweetest thing I've ever heard is that you like to watch <laughs> animal rescue videos. <laughs> <laughs> my heart just broke. Uh, my boyfriend has taken me to a petting zoo uh, with other children, and it's been hilarious. What but other I, children? No, you're no, children and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, there's there's that. Uh, I love animals, uh, but that is my favorite of the day. Oh, that is. My heart is just so <laughs> full right now. Okay, what about your favorite podcast? Besides this one. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> um, ooh, okay, I love Mind Body Green's podcast. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, and I love how you built this. Like, love how you built this. I, okay, I've been meaning to download it. You're gonna love it. I've heard so many people You'll... talk about it. You like it too? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Guy Roz is the, who? <laughs> he's the host, he's the host. Uh, 
That's but it's just awesome. so cool because they'll take brands like Starbucks, right? Where yeah. I would give two two dicks about that. You know what I mean? Is that saying? Two shit. I don't know what it's <laughs> I like two dicks better now. <laughs> two dicks. I made it my own. My own. Yeah. That's um, great. But then you get to see how it started and you see somebody who had a dream and it makes you, whether or not you like Starbucks, I don't, but it makes right. you respect it. I'm like, wow, somebody went mm-hmm. to Italy and studied coffee beans and like put their whole life into this brand and it makes you really see things differently it's very cool it is interesting to hear you know because I'm the same way I mean I I'm a big fan of corporations and big business because I you know I see a turn right now in in the way that we're changing big business and corporations Mm -hmm. but I think right off the bat yeah you hear these things about these CEOs or these people that have built them and then you hear their story or how it originated and you're like oh wow yeah. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. I just been hearing the media or whatever about it. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. I'm going to have to totally go home and listen. Okay. What about your favorite business owner? I don't know. I'm going to go with this one. I love Alice Waters. Okay. Uh, she's the one who started the farm table movement. Wow. And she started a restaurant called Chez Panisse, which okay. is really cool. So it's, where is that at? It's in San Francisco area. Right. Uh, but what's really cool about what she's doing is she, when she created her restaurant, it was, you know, it's expensive. It's not, it's a fancy farm to table restaurant, but then she created a space upstairs where it was more affordable so everyone could go. And now she's doing a thing called the edible school project schoolyard, where she's trying to get kids to understand how to grow food and and learn where their food comes from and make healthy food and local food more affordable, which I think is so cool. That is so amazing. And she's got a great master class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so awesome. So I will say if you guys come back to San Diego, because you guys are LA based, right? Yes. You come back to San Diego, there's this amazing company called Foochcraft. And they actually, I had Adam, one of the founders on the show way back in the first episode, but he talks about how it, right out here in Chula Vista, they started teaching kids in the Chula Vista school district how to uh, farm sustainably. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's like, I that wish is... they would take me. No, right? <laughs> but like no one, you know, San Diego's a little bit different because they were a little bit more of a sleepier city versus like LA and San Francisco and New York. But like no one talks about that. No one even, I mean, I, I, yeah, we kill plants. We don't know how to farm. We don't know how to be sustainable or how to grow food. And I think that's something that like we should totally tap back into. I just, yeah, we're not, I think that's the problem. We're not taught. And it was very interesting because I grew up, you know, my parents are Italian. So I grew up in the kitchen a lot and I didn't realize until I went to college and lived with roommates, some people didn't know how to cook or some people, I mean, feel very uncomfortable. And yeah, Yeah, we didn't have home ec. We don't have gardens because we live in the city. And so I think there's a big disconnect and I'm I'm finding, you know, how can we bring that back to um, our culture? I think is really important. Well, I love that. I think that I think that you're totally making that movement and inspiring it. And that's super cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to end on our last question. Yes. I ask everyone this question. It's great. So what does influence mean to you? (laughs) (laughs) Influence means to me, uh, providing a place where I, 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 how do I want to say this? Providing a space where people can tell stories and share and communicate with each other. And it, it, it's a place where a dialogue can happen. Because I think sometimes when you're an influencer, you have to have all the answers or you can't change your mind. Or, yeah. And I think, I think that puts too much pressure on things. And I think just play, creating a space where it's just 
you provide good information and good tools for people mm-hmm. and then let them connect and share. Oh, that was a great answer. Is that answer. a good answer? That, oh, hell really yeah. Clever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think, I think you nailed it. I mean, I think dialogue and transparency is key. And I think if anything, you know, we talk about the social responsibility and it's keeping ourselves in check. It's making sure that we're still being real and honest. You know, social media is a powerful tool. Yeah. People are influenced by it heavily. So, you know, making sure that there is still that human community and that connection there. Well, you've been an absolute joy and pleasure to have on the show. And I just love that you came in person. We're actually recording this. So it's probably going to be put up on social media. It's the first time we've ever recorded a podcast. I know. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) thanks guys so much for coming down and going under the influence with us. Thanks for having us.